All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. What is going on, people? How are you? What's new? What's going on, everybody? It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, did not release an episode last Friday. For those of you that were on my case about it, um, it was just too much going on last week, man. Just just a lot going on last week. And I do apologize if I, um, you know, let some of you down due to my non-Friday posting. Um, but, I mean, I just, you know, it was just so much going on, so much this, so much that. And I just, you know, I, for once in my life, um, I wanted to sit back and just absorb everything that was going on around me. It was incredible to see the amazing unity that has been going on all over the country, all over the world, all in the name of Black Lives Matter. Truly an incredible, an incredible show of the need and the addressing of unity and equality that this is a march and a fight of one because we are all in this together we're all in this together baby and you know we are going to Continue this. This is going to continue. I saw a meme earlier today that said a reminder that last week was not Black Lives Matter Spirit Week. And that's the truth. We can't just sit back and, you know, be like, oh, hey, 50,000 March Sunday, baby. We ended on a strong note. 50,000 marching down Hollywood Boulevard. I believe it was almost 70,000 in Philadelphia. Just an insane amount. And then... All over the world, you literally had New Zealand, Australia, Belgium, Paris, London. I saw that in the UK that they tore down a statue of, 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 a, um, of a guy that was a slave trader way back in the day. They literally ripped it out of its <coughs> not meant to be ripped out of place. Because it was like a cast iron statue. It was like bronzed out statue. And they ripped it out and threw it into a river. And you just see the thing just sink straight to the bottom of that river. Um, and it's it's been an amazing, amazing week. Everyone, everywhere. However... You know, it's for me personally, I've had a hard time with, you know, trying to fully wrap my head around, you know, the fact that this is still not accepted by so many people. And I find it so incredible. There are so many people that I know 
that have still yet to post just the simple letters of Black Lives Matter. Because it's like, you know, God forbid they do that. I have a friend who I know that they have not done it because they're worried about backlash from their parents. And this person is older than me. And yours truly, in a week, turns 32 years old. And this person's worried about their, their, their parents' opinion about Black Lives Matter. It's sad. It's sad that, that I've lost friends on both sides of this due to my quote-unquote controversial statements of me saying, hey, Black Lives Matter, I'm in the fight, I will support, and then also because I said that I believe that not all cops are bad, which they're all taking a fucking black eye right now. They all are, uh, you know, that's without without saying. I literally had someone tell me that it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. (sighs) That I cannot sit there and say, Black Lives Matter, and I support law enforcement. They literally sat there and told me it doesn't work that way. And I'm just like, no, it doesn't work that way with you. With me, it does. Because you want to know why? I have love for everybody. I have love for everybody. That's right. Because ladies and gentlemen, I don't play favorites. I do not play favorites. I hate everyone equally. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That's something that my sister and I used to say (laughs) about my mom when, you know, when people would, you know, would would bring it up. Like, I don't know how it would be brought up or whatever, but my sister and I, we would mess, we would mess around and joke around saying that, oh, our mom never played favorites. She really never did. She hated us equally. (laughs) Um... I may get in trouble for that statement, so um, allow me to say that that was a joke. That was a joke, and uh, my mother never hated us. Um, but yeah, so it's it's something that for me, for like for me, it's funny, dude. I'm being literally crucified. Or castrated, whichever one you want, over my personal views of this. You know, I was recently um, told that um, because I had posted a video and I had said something in that video and Somebody came at me about it and whatever, and I never said anything or anyone about a specific thing to about them, but they came at me and I'm like, yo, whoa, whoa, hey, man, I never said that you, that it was you. 
There's a lot of guilt going on right now, people. There's a lot of guilt going on. And there shouldn't be guilt going on. There shouldn't be. Unless you're guilty and you've got a guilty conscience, then, of course, you do. Because it's like whenever I'm like, you know, whenever somebody will bring up something about Black Lives Matter or law enforcement support, they get defensive about it. They get defensive about it. I posted a, I posted a, a thing on my Instagram and, um, and, and um, on my little Instagram story, this was maybe like a week and a half ago. And it was uh, the first day of the violent riots here in Los Angeles. It was the day that they burned like four or five LAPD uh, cop cars and all the looting and everything that happened down Fairfax. And, um, you know, I took a screenshot of the of the breaking news thing on CNN and it said, you know, violent protesters clash with LAPD and all this and that stuff. And it showed the, the squad cars on fire. And I took a picture of that and I posted it and I said, it's a sad day in the history of my city. I get a response from someone and they put, it's a sad day for black people. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey dude. Not like, it's like, they're trying to make me feel guilty for not saying that. Hey man, sad day for black people. It was a sad day in the in the history of Los Angeles that there was violence. And mind you, it was I never even said this person just thinks that I just want to support police no matter what. No, that wasn't the case. I never said anything about, hey, cops are doing the right thing. No, LAPD was a thousand percent responsible for the shitstorm that went down that day. LAPD was 100% responsible because I've seen the videos. I've seen the evidence that the peaceful protesters were standing there. They weren't doing anything. They were there and LAPD bum rushed them and started tear gassing them. Well, that pissed off certain people. And, you know, the ones that were there to just raise hell, they raised hell. And this person came at me like that. I'm like, whoa, 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 dude. Yo, dude. Hey. Easy. So I ended up, you know, just kind of like just taking the above way out. And I was like, all right, you know what, dude? Hey, if you're going to if you're going to come at me with this heat, then, hey, you have yourself a good evening. Chat with you later. A lot of guilt going on right now, people. And it's pretty much like, hey, dude, if you feel that I'm talking about you, which there's more than likely a ninety nine point nine percent chance that I'm not. But yet you think that, oh, hey, the sun revolves around you. Then by all means, if the shoe fits my friend, then you wear it. And I hope it fits you well. And I hope you look good in it. Because that is the issue right now. You know, a, I guess, former friend of mine in Arizona... Um, was irate with me, irate with me because I was posting Black Lives Matter and, you know, like, hey, man, we, you know, this is the right way to change. I mean, those of you that follow me on my social media, you guys have seen what I've been posting, right? You guys have seen what I've been posting. 
Um, and so I don't, I don't go out of my way to post controversial stuff. I really don't. Who I am is who I am. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say, ladies and gentlemen. You will never get any bullshit fakeness from me. You will not. People get offended by that for some weird, stupid reason, but hey, then they get pissed off because I'm fake. (laughs) Yo, have your fucking cake and go sit down and have a Coke and a smile. All right? People are like, oh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, blow me. How about that? All right, that may have been a little bit too rough. But anyways. So this friend hits, well, this former friend of mine hits me up irate because I've been posting, you know, hey, Black Lives Matter, you know, Breonna Taylor, blah, blah, blah. Literally hits me up with a DM of, Gus, you shouldn't be watching the media so much. Be watching the media so much. And I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, what the hell? Like, this person was like, like, I'm like, I don't know what you're upset about. I'm just posting this or whatever. It's my freedom of choice to say Black Lives Matter. This person literally came back at me in all caps yelling at me of that. Don't make me be, don't make me out to be a racist. Oh my God, I cannot believe that you're saying these things to me. And I'm like, whoa, I never made you out to be a racist. Never made you have to be like, I literally, I wish I could share these messages, but hey, for some reason, people think that when you live in Los Angeles, you're a millionaire. And I know that this individual, if I were to post these messages out there, they like, you know, hey, they would sue the hell out of me. She'd find like, you know, the Republican version of Johnny Cochran and, you know, be knocking on my doorstep. You know, it's. It's a sad time, ladies and gentlemen, because you know what? 2020 has taken so much from me, and I never thought that it would take friends away from me in this manner. You know, here we are, 2020, and I've already buried two friends this year. Buried two friends. And, you know, I, I never thought that I would lose these friends in this manner. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a real firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason why. I never became a police officer after applying with nine different departments and one executive protection company. There has to be a reason. You know, back in November of last year was when I got the news that I would not be, you know, uh, that I would probably never be a police officer ever again. Or, well, like, ever again. That I'd never be one. Ever. So, I remember that I sat down with with a couple of individuals. Very close to me. Um, like, figuratively, not literally. Like, they were, like, sitting, you know, like, on my lap. Um, and I went over to their 
to their uh, place of residence. And, um, you know, I, I, I told them, you know, what had happened and why I would never be a police officer and everything like that. And one of the individuals, very well-educated young man, college graduate and everything like that. Um, he told me, he goes, I understand that this was your dream, but you need to realize, man, that, that, that something bigger, something greater is coming. He goes, you, you, you have to literally believe that. You literally have to believe it. Just the way that you believed that you were going to be a police officer for all the right reasons that you were going to be a police officer and you were going to want change. You were going to bring change. Yeah, you were going to be an LAPD officer and they're like arguably the most hated cops in all the free world, but you were going to bring change to that. You believed that. He goes, you can't believe that anymore. You now have to believe that there's something bigger, something greater coming to you. And, and I do. I now do. Not because, I mean, like, like, not because he just said that. And I'm like, holy shit, really? Oh, well, gee, Wally. Oh, boy. Looks like I got to buy myself a suit. No, it's... It was because sometimes you kind of need someone to give you a little bit of a push into clarity and help you step into reality. And that's what that gentleman did that day. Well, that night. And, and it's just kind of like how we are in life all around us. You know, it's like, it's like sometimes, you know, we get our hearts and our hopes set on something so great, so wonderful. And when it doesn't work out, we think it's the end of the world. And it takes a very, very strong and secure individual within yourself to believe that, hey, you are meant for something else. Because guess what? That door closed. Boom, you've got another one. And it takes a very, very relentless individual to know that there's an unlimited amount of doors to you. That you are not just going to be, you know, regulated to six doors in your whole lifetime. Mm-mm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's as if when you're born, you're born on the ground floor of the Burj Khalifa, which I'm sure I'd hope that everyone listening to this knows what the Burj Khalifa is. And for those that do not, that's the tallest building in the world and the richest place in the world out there in Dubai. So just imagine as if you're born on the ground floor of the Burj Khalifa, right? you explore that entire bottom floor of doors. Now, sometimes some of us get lucky and one of those doors is the elevator. And that elevator is only destined to go to the very, very top floor penthouse. So you, so some of us may get to where we're supposed to be going a lot sooner than others. But there are some of us, I'm living proof of that, that, hey, (laughs) I'm still on floor 18 and I'm still kicking down doors. I haven't found the elevator that will take me up there yet.
You don't get the elevator. When you're done on every floor, kicking down every door, guess what? There's a stairs, there's a flight of stairs that you have to climb up to get to the next floor. And guess what that is? You know what that flight of stairs is? That flight of stairs is the entire year that is passing by. Because guess what? When you get to that new floor is your birthday. Or the brand new year. Whichever one you want to consider it. When you walk out into that hallway of endless rows of doors. That is the beginning of your year. And when you start knocking on those doors, each door, that will be your progression throughout the year. You learn as you open each door and see each door close right on your face. So we all just kind of are waiting for that one moment to where we open up the door and it's the elevator. And when you step into that elevator, Baby, that elevator goes in only one direction, baby, and it goes up. So, that is where I'm at right now. And may I be feeling a little nostalgic and a little this and a little that, because in one week, I add another candle to the birthday cake. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm looking at this as regret or that I'm looking at this as wasted opportunity. All right, maybe I may be looking at this year as a wasted year, but that's not my fault. It's due to some jackass that ate a bat in Wuhan, China. Okay, I blame him, not the universe. Because, yeah, I'm going to say it because I believe it. That had not the pandemic happened, I truly believe that my life would be in a little bit different place right now. I wouldn't have lost my career. Well, my job wouldn't have lost that. I wouldn't have been stuck like an inmate at Shawshank. But got to roll with the punches. Got to roll with the punches, baby. I've never been one to cry over spilled milk. Really haven't. Not the way my mother raised me. So. This year, as frustrating as it has been. When it's all said and done this year, we're all going to be able to look back and be like, how did you spend it? Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, when our future generations come at us and look at us, be like, hey, you were around for the pandemic, right? Wow. Like, what'd you do? And if you're going to sit there and tell somebody, oh, I didn't do a damn thing. They're literally going to look at you like, the hell's wrong with you? Why? You have to make the best of every situation. I mean, I think I did because I created the podcast. Created the podcast. Learned a little bit of 
Le France. I gotta be honest, I've forgotten about 90% of it, but still, I intend to be using la lenguaje, la idioma de France. I intend to use it, ladies and gentlemen, I really do. Um, you know, we just gotta, you have to be able to believe that there's something bigger and greater out there, and that's what's going on right now. Seeing all this police brutality, police violence, and, and it's crazy how the world works. It really, it really is, because had I been accepted into the police academy with LAPD at the time that I had applied and everything, and had I gone through the academy, because yes, I am a firm believer that I would have made it, and I would have graduated from the academy and everything by now, I would have been involved. I would have been on the opposite end of the protests and the violence. Instead of me marching proudly, I would have been standing there with a nightstick in my hand. It's insane how the world works. Now, I'm not saying that I would have been on the wrong side of history. I'm not saying that. But it is something to say that the day that it's all said and done and I'm on my deathbed. And if there's anybody that wants to come by and say hi and say hi. Yeah, sure. I'll be able to tell them, hey, man. I was able to march for peace. I didn't march for violence. I didn't march to have every cop in the you know, world fired. No, I didn't march for that shit. I marched for peace, unity, equality. My black brothers and sisters, I want to see them to where they no longer have to live in fear about driving down the street. And that whole feeling, ladies and gentlemen, those great feelings, those great emotions wouldn't have been possible. They wouldn't have been possible had I not made made the life of a police officer. So life works in extremely mysterious ways. Extremely mysterious ways. And I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm for it. Okay. Yeah, it does suck because sometimes, you know, Life doesn't, you know, kind of move at the pace that we want it to. You got to pay your dues sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. We really do. And this year has been such a nightmare for me personally that I'm waiting on uh, I'm waiting on playtime. I'm waiting on playtime, ladies and gentlemen. And playtime to me, hey, it's when, I run, it's when I don't have to worry about where my next dollar's coming from. That means that I'm back to work because I'm one of those weird individuals that I like to work. It means I'm back to work. I'm back to having a great time. I'm back to, you know, maybe traveling a bit. Vegas is back open again. I may go down there and enjoy myself a pool party, but with my mask on, because apparently you need a mask. 
mask and margaritas poolside. I mean, that's just a magical combination if you ask me. And we are going to see what happens next with the following six months because we have hit the halfway point, ladies and gentlemen, of the year from hell. We've reached the halfway point. And, you know, I don't think I'll tempt the universe by saying uh, what's next. I don't think I'm going to tempt it. I will just... um, Sit back and just relax and just let whatever, you know, whatever it is that the universe is going to be bringing to bring it. Because, you know, it seems that each and every day we're given more and more positivity when it comes to the plight of equality and justice and Hopefully the end to police brutality may not be the end, but hey, we're making strides towards it. We're making strides each and every day, and that's the important part. And, you know, we're going to be able to get back to business soon enough. And, you know, like I said, we've been away for a week. I've been away for a week. Podcast has been out of commission for a week. And it has been really crazy to know this, that in each and every week since maybe the end of January, there has been something new. Like truly, truly, there's been something new in my life almost every week since January 26th. So it's kind of one of these things where I'm like, you know, what the hell is going on? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the last time we spoke, the NBA was not not back yet. They were still trying to figure out something. Well, sure enough, I believe it was last Friday. Last Friday, last Saturday, I think. No, I think it was maybe like last Thursday or last Friday. Anyways, doesn't matter when it was. The NBA and the NBA Players Union and the Players Association and all them, they came together and they agreed upon returning back July 31st. So say with me, ladies and gentlemen, your 2020 NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers, come on down. I am so, so excited. So excited. I'll be able to watch the rest of my NBA season. And I am too happy about that. I really am. I should have started off the podcast with that great news instead of me rambling on about all this but that was, you know, that was, like, that was a little bit more of, you know, the personal emotions that I get to talk to you guys about with. And I know some of you are all like, Gus, we don't care. Well, I mean, hey, you know, 
I'm trying, all right? I like to connect with you people. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what do you mean, you people? The ones listening to this. All four of you. So, I am going to be able to watch that. Uh, Major League Baseball apparently, apparently is, um, is uh, not going to be coming back. Billionaires, once again, fighting over fucking peanuts, literally and figuratively. Uh, the UFC, that's been going on for a while now. That was pretty good, pretty decent. But I'm excited. I'm excited to have basketball back. I'm excited to be able to watch my Lakers. It's going to be awesome. I hope that we can end the season on one hell, one hell of a plus and uh, be able to um, end this horrible year on a great, great uh, note. And um, I just hope and pray to God that all my Lakers have been training and working out in the offseason. God. I hate, I'm I like I would hate would hate to see them return back to the season and some of the players look like me. Not short, just fat, you know, difference. I am trying. I'm trying to uh like look down the road and schedule stuff because apparently they're like, this is going to kick off July 31st. So that means that the entire month of August, they're going to be playing they, which, which it's like, I think they're going to play like eight games and then go into the playoffs. So pretty much the first half of August is going to be just the regular season, the end of the regular season, quote unquote. And then they're going to go into the playoffs. So pretty much this season may not end until the first week of October. So I'm like, oh my God, where the hell am I going to be by then? Hopefully, A, alive, and then B, it's like, seriously, where the hell am I going to be? I don't know. Am I going to even be currently where I'm currently standing by that time? I don't know. I don't think so. Hopefully, I've got a new place by that time, and I'm able to, you know... Get Spectrum, wherever the hell that is. Well, actually, no, I don't need Spectrum. I just need, uh, I just need DirecTV. Because if those of you that do not know the Lakers and my Dodgers, both those teams, they have their own personal uh, uh, channels. And those channels only exist on Spectrum Cable and or t- DirecTV. So, yeah, I don't get that on any other network. Anyways... I've been doing a lot of, um, (laughs) a lot of nothing, man. I'm like, this past week has been like, uh, you know, like I was telling you, weeks have been literally different and different and different. And it's like, you know, this past week, it was very weird because, you know, we had the curfews and the curfews didn't lift out here. I think until Saturday, I think Saturday or Sunday was the last day of curfews. So, you know, I like, I couldn't be outside because... You know, right now they're looking for any reason to, to like arrest someone. So I was like, all right, well, hey, let me start the Marvel Universe Marathon. So I started watching all that crap. You know, thank you, Disney Plus. 
So I was doing that. I finished that, and I'm like, oh, God, now what? So then, other than, you know, doing little things here and there that earned me some minimal, but yet very, very, very much needed income, I would be sitting there, and I'm like, all right, uh, I'm going to dive into the world of Casino. You guys ever seen Casino? Directed by Martin Scorsese. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, my once time that I really wanted her to be my girlfriend, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yeah, the Sharon Stone, Basic Instinct. That's right. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, go watch it. You'll, you'll thank me later. Um, so I started watching, like, you know, like, you know, Martin Scorsese pictures, Goodfellas. The Departed, oh, uh, not a Bronx Tale. That one's that one's Robert De Niro. Um, you know, you got Mean Streets, Raging Bull. Those good ones. I skipped out on uh, I skipped out on Aviator. Skipped out on Aviator. Didn't do a- Aviator. But you know, just been trying to. Been trying to stay, stay, stay on top of things and, uh, you know, just been trying to stay active. You know, I mean, I go on my little, on my little ventures around my neighborhood and things like that. Taking walks to the grocery store and stuff like that just to, like, guarantee that I'm getting some sort of exercise. Take a trip down to the post office, deliver things and things like that. That is how I, you know, am able to not get cabin fever and uh, not get Stockholm syndrome. Because, yeah, I'm holding myself hostage over here. That's how I'm going to get Stockholm syndrome. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just truly, truly, truly amazed and proud of... <sighs> Just how many great people that I'm friends with that I do know that they're not full of shit, man, and they back it up. They back up what they talk, and 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 you know I'm I'm just proud of a lot of people. I really am, and it's an amazing time in American history. It's an amazing time for whatever it is that you think. If you think you're right, if you think you're wrong, hey, I mean, (laughs) I can easily sit there and tell you if you're right or wrong. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, I'm I'm just, uh, I'm very much happy to see the way that things are going. The way that things are going is that I'm very, um, I never thought in my lifetime that I would see a bit of a revolution. That's what's going on. A revolution, my friends. Revolution. And it's going to bring, it's going to bring the, uh, the changing of the guard. I mean, you're seeing it. 
You are seeing it. And cops now, they're being held responsible. Being held responsible for everything. And I am... I'm just pretty much... blown away by it because I'm usually the one that's saying that nothing will ever change in this country that you know like this country's an old dog and you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks so I'm being proven really really I'm being proven wrong I'm being proven wrong right now uh Which, you know, I'm going to be very honest with you people. It doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen very often. Oh, was that controversial? No, it wasn't. It was not. But, you know, I mean, I'm going to... um, I'm going to... Um, just say, you know, I, I, you know, whenever I call the bluff of this country, I'm usually right. I'm, I'm, I'm usually right. I'm never, I'm usually never wrong. And in this point, I am being proven, I'm being proven wrong right now. And, and, and I'm very, I'm very pleased and happy to see that. And we'll, We'll see what the hell happens in a few days because I'm back on my regular schedule now. I'll, I'll be back on Friday. But it's going to be very odd to see. Very odd to see how things are going to be turning out and where, where we're going to end up with about this. I mean, they're disbanding. They're disbanding the police department in Minneapolis. It's crazy. It's it's something that is not far fetched. I mean, it happened a few years ago. I think in 2012 it happened. 2012, 2013 happened in Camden, New Jersey. Camden was one of the worst places in the country. Murder rate off the charts. So they disbanded the police department and it actually fixed a lot of the problems. You know, not not all of them, but it fixed some stuff, man. It really did. So, you know, it, it... it can and we'll see what happens man i mean people what i'm worried about and what i do not want to see here is the right starting to feel that they better have their say about all this shit because 
uh, that um, somebody back in Arizona sent me something. And this individual had good authority on it. They sent me a letter and a note that they received saying that the KKK and the Aryan Brotherhood were going to be having nights, the quote unquote, nights of retribution. Um, you know, uh, and uh, so that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about um, that, you know, that we're just going to be starting an all out, I guess, sort of a race war like KKK, Aryan Brotherhood versus everybody. Because we all know whose side the president is on. Yeah, I said it. So. I am, that's my biggest fear, is that that's going to happen and that we're going to be, you know, Civil War Part 2. It's like, bro, I already saw Civil War. It ended with Captain America bailing out, you know, Hawkeye and whatever his name is, Sam Wilson, Nightwing, and, you know, those people. That was That's the only civil war that I'm paying attention to. But I'm afraid that that's going to happen. And we can't, we can't allow that. So, we got to keep on doing the good thing. We have to keep on... Just... Keep on just being great and positive individuals, man. It's look, I get it. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard to be positive and 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 wanting to fight the good fight right now. But it'll get done. It'll get done. So you know, we will be able to we are going to be way better of a country after all this is said and done. And I can't wait to be a part of it. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, way, way, way down the road, be able to tell my godson and tell my niece what it was like to be on the right side of history. And by right side, once again, I'm not referring to, oh, well, I was, you know, like not the cops. No, I'm not saying that. But that you were on the opposition of the voice of that you wanted to end police brutality. You wanted equal rights, even though it's 2020 and we're fucking still arguing about this. It's like we're going to have flying cars before we are able to all have the same equal rights. So... There's that. There's that. And to all the 
to all the people that are still coming at me and everything and thinking that I'm calling you out. Hey, once again, if the shoe fits, baby, allow me to put that son of a bitch on for you. Let me tie it up for you as well. Make sure I'll tie your shoelaces together in knots. Make sure you trip and fall and knock your two front teeth out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enough with the pleasantries. Uh, this was this was the episode that we're back. We're back on track, baby. We will be back Friday morning for your latest edition of the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, thank you once again for tuning in. You can spread the word, find it, go to iTunes, do yourself a favor, hit subscribe and rate it. I don't care if you rated one star, two star, three star, four. Rate it whatever the hell you want to rate it. Just let me know. Hit me with that constructive criticism. All right. Well, once again, I do thank you for listening to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. I love you. You guys take care. I'll see you Friday. Love you. Wash your hands. And I'll talk to you then. See you.